Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Good evening. Or morning, you know, whenever you listen to this, welcome back to yet another Mavs Outsiders podcast. Reese, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I am your host, <laughs> Mike Bivens on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Uh, Bibbs Film for all the movie stuff, website bibbscorner.com, Instagram at mbibbs. I don't be posting on there, I post some random shit to my story from time to time. It, it don't be making sense anyway. Uh, joined as always by my co-host Maurice Williams at Minder Reese Twitter Instagram YouTube. Uh, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, Reese, how you feeling this week, man? Feeling good, man. You know, uh, nice victory on Sunday. I'm a huge wrestling fan. It's WrestleMania weekend, the biggest wrestling weekend in the world. Uh, yeah. New job secured for the most part, so feeling good. In yeah. better spirits. <laughs> you, you seem like a new man, like the whole aura around you is different. Maybe, you know, that, I think that's accurate. <laughs> I, I, would, I would definitely say that's, that's, that's an accurate depiction of my spirit right now. Uh, so what's the situation with the current job? Like you, you let them know you got the two weeks. What's, what's oh hell on? no! Um, so <laughs> what I did was there was a high. I, well, you know, you should know what Harris Tita is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Harris Tita was having a hiring event. Okay. Um, I went. They were offering jobs on the spot. I did the interview. They great in the interview. This manager said, "Well, I'm gonna put you through through to the next step, uh, but I'm gonna put you in front of the DM." You know, he's just going to ask some more questions, talk to you. So I got talked to the DM conversation went great. I'm going through with the next step. They said uh, they'll send a person to reach out to me to, you know, let me know what the next step is. Pretty sure I still have to take a drug test. I don't smoke, so that won't be a problem. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not quitting or putting the two weeks in yet. I'm going to wait till I know I'm through the steps and I know what I'm starting at mm-hmm. least because, you know, it may not be next week. It may not be the week after, you know. So, um, yeah, biding my time, but I'm still deciding if I'm going to do a two weeks or if I'm just going to fire, like quit on the spot. Like, here's my keys. <laughs> suck my dick. Like, <laughs> you know. I'm going to say it was, uh, it was very, uh, I'm the type, like, again, my, my first job out of college, I gave them three weeks notice. Like, oh, wow. <clears throat> I, I worked for, I didn't have to, but I was like, I, I worked the full three weeks, whatever. Cause I didn't have three, it was three weeks till the next job started mm-hmm. or four weeks. I just said, I'll just take one week off and I'll work the next three. Um, the net, but when I left Walmart, I was so disgusted by the situation. That's I didn't even, I, dis- I didn't even decide that I, when my last day was going to be, I just woke up one morning and was like, man, fuck this and called and said, I'm not coming back. That was, <laughs> that. that was the end of that. That's how, that's how I feel about this job. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I hate it here so much. I just quit in the middle of my shift or something. Like, <laughs> you know what? This customer just made me mad. I'm out. Have a great day. Customer cussed me out. <laughs> my feelings are hurt. I'm out of here. And with my lunch break, you know, I can't get back on time. I ain't trying to hear nobody mouth. Y'all, y'all have a great Be blessed. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> the food I want to eat is at home. So, deuces. 
I can't get there and back in time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got home to eat and my car broke down. Forever. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to find somebody else, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't make it back. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I feel you 100%. It's, um, I'm happy for you, though. I'm happy for you. Uh, thank you, thank it's, you, thank it's, you. Uh, it's, it's a good feeling to, to know where your next step is. Uh, I, I don't know if I should say it. I don't think anybody I work with listens to this podcast. Uh, I have started the job hunt process now that I finished college. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for something something new. <laughs> I have a, a good I have a good prospect lined up that I, I like. I don't know how far it's gonna go. They have a very weird hiring process that I have to go through. That's like you got to go through a bunch of a myriad of tests. It feel like uh, 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 nobody watched the show three percent. The show is like one of those dystopian things where you go through like a series of challenges and like a certain small percentage of people get through at the end. Um, it's a good show. It's on, it's a Brazilian show though. It's in Portuguese. Um, I saw on Netflix three percent. Watch it four seasons. It's really really good stuff. Anyway, but uh, it, the way they lined it up, the, it, it's really weird. I'm about to start the process this week though, so it should be should be interesting. But either way, because I'm looking at other jobs. I uh, <laughs> find myself not caring as much about my current job. And I got, I can't do that. I don't want to, I don't want to go out on bad terms. Um, we'll see how this goes over the next few weeks, months, however long it takes to find the right spot. Uh, <clears throat> but we are five minutes in and I, that was my cutoff for, for random ass talk. Uh, so we're going to get into recaps and uh, i actually want an actual timer on this okay i'll try to keep it to keep it short because i don't really care about talking about these games to be honest uh too much when there wasn't a lot that happened that needed to be discussed so let's keep this bit short you got the timer i'm queuing it up now i'll tell you when to start <laughs> so before we get into the recaps uh beginning of the week we signed brandon knight to a 10-day um we have Trey Burke in, in protocols. So hold up. I got to say it like this. Trey Burke went into protocols first. And then the, the, the update changed to not with team, which is interesting. Um, I believe they said initially that he missed a test. And that was why he was uh, in protocols. Because he's unvaccinated and he has to take more tests than everybody. And that was why he initially went to protocols, but then he tested positive, right? If I'm not mistaken. How I, I don't keep up on Trey Burke news. Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown is in protocols. There we go. Yeah, yeah, Sterling, yeah. All right. I had to think about it. But yeah, so so Trey Burke went into protocols because he missed a test. But like the last two injury reports, the last two games, it just said not with team. It doesn't say he's in protocols anymore. So I don't know what that's about. I don't really care. Uh Sterling Brown, however, did test positive, and that is why we were able to sign Brandon Knight to a 10-day contract uh he hasn't done a ton for us but he did play for us so i'll be interested to see how this whole scenario plays out the rest of the season I, like i said i don't know what's going on with trey burke so that's going to be interesting to watch um i don't think we will waive him at this point in the season if something's going on but that would be incredibly disrespectful because i don't think he could play for another team if he did my bad i wasn't smart that was bad timing i was not smiling at us waving <laughs> when you said that Stone Cold I, came out at the same time you said that that's why I was smiling so I was not I smiling you were smiling at something you were looking at but <laughs> I was not smiling at a, I don't I, never mind man I, I, 
it's it's all good. It's all good. So let's let's get the timer going on this shit. All I'm right, sorry man. you missed the Stone Cold. No, nah, I I saw his match last night. I'm, well, he in the ring with Vince McMahon right now. This is a classic. So you know, uh, you got to record it as well. Damn, it's on Peacock, so I can always go back and okay, watch okay. it. Okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. All right, so the first game of the week, hit the oh, timer. Oh, okay, boom. It was the Los Angeles Lakers with no AD, no LeBron, Burke out, and it was a blowout win as expected. Uh, Dwight Howard in the early in the game hit a pick and pop or took a pick and pop three off of Russell Westbrook pick action. And I knew the game was over from there. It was up. Maxie took the ball coast to coast for a layup. The The Lakers were not serious. Yeah. Once I saw that, I knew it was over <laughs> like that. I, I put it on Twitter. That was the best offensive possession Maxie had in over a month. And somebody that was, really was pathetic. like, somebody replied. They wasn't a Mavs fan. My boy, Gavin, shout out Gavin. But he said, uh, he said, Maxie had that bomb game against the Bulls. I said, yeah, in January. Like, and the fact that was that long ago doesn't feel like it, but yeah. Yeah, Maxie's still struggling uh, with life for the most part, but yeah, he took it coast to coast, and I laughed. Uh, Luca came out in asshole mode early. He had the fastest 30-point triple-double in that game, breaking his own record for set in 2019. Uh, did it in just under 23 minutes. And in that game, the Mavs had seven players in double figures, just a wire-to-wire thrashing, beautiful basketball being displayed on our, our, our eyeballs. Unless you were looking at the Lakers, that was not beautiful basketball. But for the Mavericks, beautiful basketball, everything went perfectly. Any other notes for you? Uh, quick game, simple game, a game I expected us to win. The Mavs went out and handled business, didn't play around with their food. Uh, I turned this game off very early because I already knew what was up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I ask. Handle your business. Okay. Let's move forward. A minute and 44 seconds. Oh, we really can. Oh, this is easy. It's easy. <laughs> right, it's, it's, it's light work. Uh, let's got it reset. Hold on. Okay. Game two of the week yep. was the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was a back-to-back, so Spencer Dinwiddie did not play, still managing his recovery from the ACL. Uh, Mobley was out as well with the injury. Jared Allen has been out for some time. Moses Brown got the start. <clears throat> Cook. Luca had an interesting game. Uh, he came out first quarter, had eight assists. He came out third quarter, scored 20 points. Showing you that he can do whatever the hell he wants, whenever the hell he wants. Whenever the hell he wants. A tale of two halves. Like yeah. the dude had like <laughs> the dude had like ten and eight in the first quarter. Yeah. And ended with what? Like eleven assists? I don't even remember. Let me uh check the box me, score. Let me make me pull the box score up. Ain't that a hoe. That's gonna buy that's gonna kill our time, our time a little bit. It's okay. We got time to blow. I uh, stopped it. Wednesday. No, I'm I got it. Uh, Dallas, D- yeah, he ended up with 13 assists, 13 assists. 13 but had, assists. But he had eight in the first quarter. Eight in the first quarter, five for the rest of the game because he realized that the game was getting away from us a bit. He was being too passive. Cleveland yeah. was Cleveland had to leave for a bit. The gap seemed to widen more, and Lucas said, all right, fuck this. Like, these dudes are hurt, <laughs> just like the Lakers. They really just got Darius Garland right now. No Evan Mobley, uh, no Jared Allen. Sure, Laurie Markkinen was there. Kevin Love was there, but Without that team as a whole, all together, they had Karis LeVert, but they're strongest when they're all together. We took care of business. Luca was Luca. End of story. Speaking about the game flow, we know Luca plays the whole first and third quarters. First quarter, we had the lead. 
second quarter they took the lead into the third quarter they maintained the lead and like i said luca went and dropped 20 on them took the lead and we carried it the rest of the way uh took care of business put them away uh, moses brown actually did have a respectable game even though everybody wants to hate on him and analyze every little yeah. thing he does and talk a bit bad about him he had 12 and 9 that's respectable even going into the game i was like oh moses brown starting the white power gonna have a game but White Power really didn't. Uh, Moses Brown came out and did his thing, and not even just against us. Uh, he just recently had a double double against the team. So yeah. shout out to him. He had a couple of double doubles, and I'm not even gonna get into the side stories I could get into right now, based on how Mavs fans are being weirdos about players that aren't on our team anymore. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, shall we move on? We shall. Two minutes, thirteen seconds. All right. So we made it. We took a, a, a thirteen. We had sixteen left over from the first one, so we good. Third game of the week, <clears throat> Friday, went to D.C. Reese was in attendance. Uh, was very excited about his, his seats uh, behind the bench, had the Mavs outside of hoodie on. Did, did anybody uh, say anything? Anybody recognize anything like that? Uh, nobody recognized me, but shout out to Evan Sully uh, on Twitter. He's a fan of the show. Uh, we were supposed to link up, um, but I had... I ended up leaving the game early with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, and I didn't get to meet him. He actually wasn't sitting too far from me. And he sent me a picture that he took with Nico Harrison um, while at the game on Twitter. And I was like, dude, when I left, I looked you right in the face and didn't even realize it. Like crazy. But um, yeah, nobody recognized me. That's the fun thing about... I don't want to say that's a fun thing. That's one of the weird things about like Twitter and, and like interacting with people. Like I know most, some people's faces, like there's a lot of people I interact with. I've never seen their face at yeah. all, but then there's some people I, I've seen their faces, but I don't know how tall they are. I don't know how big they are. Yeah. And I would not recognize them in person. Like he has his profile picture is him. It's just that he looks a little bit older or darker in his profile picture. And in person, he looks lighter. He looks younger. So I didn't really recognize him. So yeah. Yeah. shout out to Evan Sully, man. And as you can tell, we don't give a damn about this game. Uh, it was no, we don't. disgusting. KCP this decided to turn into ass. prime Kobe. I paid $350 um, for them tickets. <laughs> KP had a solid game. Uh, he and Luca had a hug during the game. There was a lot of pictures of him hugging guys after the game. I don't care. We lost the game. I, 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 I predicted a loss was on the table for us. Uh, the fact we lost it is this what it bad. Is. Like Spencer Dinwiddie put up that goddamn Instagram post early in the day and went out there and played like trash. And KCP like pretty much said like we not we weren't gonna let that dude come in here and win. So like come on man. What what we what we doing? The turnovers were ridiculous. Maxi was abysmal on offense like I, you, I had to, you had you had you had to take time to say Maxi was abysmal on offense. Being seeing this <laughs> motherfucker in person be okay. trash okay. on offense like getting the ball in the mid range, being open and kicking it back out to the. Th- <sighs> we had two minutes and twenty four seconds. Fuck it, man. I, I, yeah. Fuck Maxi. <laughs> fuck this game, and I want my money back. Uh, I would request your money back. Let's see what happens. Um, right. Let's see. All right, last game. We 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 you kind of talked about it earlier. We played the Bucks today. Uh, again, Maxi was out this time, which might have been uh, addition by subtraction. In this case, I said we wouldn't miss his ass. For whatever reason, we always play the Bucks well. We always have a good game against the Bucks. And Luca, 32 points, 15 assists. Dwight, 22 and 13. Dwight's supremacy reigns. 
I want to apologize. Dwight Power. To Dwight Power. You're a good NBA player, my friend. <laughs> you belong here. There should not be a Netflix documentary about how long you've lasted in the league. <laughs> I do not want the U.S. Army to draft you. You belong here. You're a solid NBA player. I, I don't think you should be starting, but you're a solid NBA player. I respect you. It's, it, it's that easy, folks. You can you can accept. You know, maybe you went too hard on a player. Um, I'm not. I didn't. I'm not taking I, back any statements. I, I didn't. In the I, did, I I wasn't going too hard. It was warranted at the time. It was, and that's the thing. Like at the time of the tweet, it was true. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And now it's not. And now we acknowledge that it is not. One hundred percent. It it can be that simple. But if y'all want to dig up tweets from 2019 and say ha ha ha, y'all have fun with that. That's why I made a thread and dug up my own tweets. <laughs> um, Marquise Chris played three minutes. Apparently, they were atrocious. I missed them personally. Bertans had six and five. He was clanking them things. Bullock, a nice 16.7 board game. Brunson had 15. Dinwiddie had 11. Um, this is a type of game, besides the Dwight 22 points, that's not normal. But as far as like most of it, everybody else is like Bullock, Brunson, Dinwiddie, those are the three kind of X factor types. If Maxie's going to be a complete ass going into the playoffs, those are the guys I need to be seeing doing what they did in this type in this game. Uh, we could get more from Dinwiddie from time to time. Yeah. But if he's giving us a minimum of 10, 11 points, I can live with that. Yeah, I think we got so used to those big games by him that we realize, like, this is who he is, especially off the bench. So, yeah, I- I'm not worried. Right, right. Um, that's really all I got for the recaps, man. This was a, wow. a, th- a three in one week. You said that's all I got for the recaps as soon as we hit the two minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> Crazy. So <laughs> that's all I got for the recaps. A three in one week. I said I could see us going two and two. If we had lost yeah. to the Bucks, I would not have cried over that because, again, I expected the Wizards to come out like this was the Super Bowl. And, you know, the Bucks are the Bucks. Uh, we, we did hurt Giannis's chances at uh, getting that scoring title a little bit. He, yeah, uh, held him below 30. He did have 28. He was stat padding at the end of the game, too. I'm going to say that real quick. But um, overall, solid week going into this last week of the season, man. You you enjoying this green screen a little bit too much. I never did it with the Sprite before. Don't be holding up branded content, oh, branded right. stuff. We're not, we not sponsored. <laughs> um, that's why I got this is game. Mellow Yellow. I mean, we couldn't see it initially until you turned it around. So it was invisible. Uh, if you don't have anything else to add here, let's take this break and we'll come back. We got to get into some stuff because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Tired, yeah. tired, tired, I'm tired and I'm hella tired. <laughs> so let's let I, I'm ready. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's take this at, break. At, yeah, at the word from these people. NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. 
everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, folks, and we are back on the Mavs Outsiders podcast, and I have never felt like more of an outsider than I have over the past several days on Twitter with uh, the, the conversation and dialogue that I've been having to deal with with regard to one particular player who is allegedly rumored to potentially be on the Mavs radar for acquisition this offseason. So they say. Um, again, the assets ain't really there, but this is the NBA. It's a player's league. If a player says, send me there, more than likely it's going to happen. By hook, by crook, by D book, it's going to happen. I don't know why I said that. But uh, <laughs> with regard to an individual named Rudy Gobert, been a lot of discourse on the timeline man a lot of discourse in my mentions as a lot, we speak. Of, a lot of opinions you know a lot of opinions a lot of takes <laughs> a lot of thoughts a lot of thoughts just a lot going on with regard to rudy gobert uh reese i'm gonna let you you start this i uh, believe now before even before like this the the, the, the takeoff yep. that occurred these past couple of days I actually copied a link to a tweet you had. Yep. I'm going to try to pull it up. The voice tweet, right? I believe, I believe so. Let me see if I can find it. I would have not. I posted it. it like before all this even popped off. Like, yeah. Let me see if this at the is beginning it. of this popping off, like when the, um, I guess when the news came out. Yep, I think, this it was, is it. I th- this I think is it's it. when the news came out. You want me to play it? Yeah, play it. I've been, I was going to wait for the podcast to mention this, but I don't feel like waiting. And since it's a topic right now, I need to ask this question. Um, I've seen recently, maybe over the past month, month and a half, a lot of Mavs fans feel like, man, the Mavs get a Rudy Gobert with instant contenders. Like, you can put us in the finals. And I kind of get where you're going with that. It's like, man, if this team has... Uh, a paint defender, especially the quality and the caliber of Rudy Gobert, who I believe is the greatest paint defender of the 21st century. No cap. Honestly speaking, that that you feel like that will put us over the top. But let me also ask you this. Luca is much better than Donovan Mitchell. The gap is clear. No cap. But the Utah Jazz have more talent than the Dallas Mavericks, correct? No cap. So why hasn't it put them over the top? You'd argue, well, the Utah Jazz don't really have any perimeter defenders, and that kind of hurts Rudy Gobert. Then I would ask, do the Dallas Mavericks? We got Dorian Finney-Smith. Reggie Bullock is a good team defender. But what other true perimeter defenders do we have that can help Rudy Gobert from guys tunneling to the goddamn paint and embarrassing him like the Clippers did last year? 
you come across a five-out team that can take Rudy out of the paint like a lot of teams do, then what? What problems do the Jazz have with that team and Rudy Gobert that the Dallas Mavericks would not? That's my question. Good morning. Can I follow up with that or are you? Okay. So that was kind of, I don't remember what day that was, but it was the beginning of the whole Rudy Gobert thing and thing all it tunneled down after that. So I still 100% stand behind my main point behind that tweet. But talking with people and saying some stuff on the timeline, there were things that, you know, um, were brought to light to me because when I tweeted that I was genuinely asking, this was not me asking a rhetorical question, trying to make a point. I really wanted to know people's opinions. So Luca's a better playmaker than Donovan Mitchell. Luca will obviously get um, Rudy Gobert more involved than Donovan Mitchell would. That is true. I would also say then, you know, what offense does Rudy Gobert truly have? Like we get frustrated with KP on offense when it comes to the post pretty sure we will have the same issues with Rudy but I do think Rudy is capable of imposing his strength and size more than a KP is in the paint um willing to go up for dunks more as opposed to bullshit layups which would be true but I do feel like you know you're not gonna win a championship in this era with a guy like Rudy Gobert as your number two um, it all depends. I guess it all depends on who those other role players are, but I don't see our role players changing drastically uh, by adding Rudy Gobert. Because if I'm not mistaken, Rudy Gobert is still on the contract, correct? He signed a supermax. He's got five years. He yeah. hasn't even kicked in yet. So we would have to trade or, for he, him. He didn't sign a supermax. <clears throat> he took less because he was he wanted to be nice to the franchise. We would have to trade for Rudy, which means we'd have to give up assets for Rudy which means some of those role players we would need to compensate for having a guy like Rudy as our second best player were hurt in the long run. It's already tough to get guys here. We got Luca who just signed the Supermax contract. We got Rudy on this long deal for the next five years or so. You see what I'm saying? Like, I I understand wanting Rudy go bad, but I don't think we're in a position. I don't think that should be the goal at all. Like, I, I, I get it. I get the idea. But I get how that helps us. But in the long run, it helps us immediately. But in the long run, does it really? <clears throat> so, first thing I wanted to address was what do we have that the Jazz don't? And I'll agree that they have more offensive weapons. Like, just Bojan alone, we don't have a Bojan. A or Jordan Clarkson, really. A guy that can score 20 points a game. Tim Hardaway Jr. was kind of our Clarkson. They were very similar as far as, like, production and dependability, I would say, uh, in decision-making. Decision I would prefer uh, Clarkson's Clarkson. Slight, Clarkson. Clarkson's yeah. slightly better decision-making, yeah. but it's comparable <clears throat> when you look at the, the raw numbers or whatever. It's comparable. Uh, with that said, the difference between the Jazz and the Mavericks is mainly Donovan, Mitchell versus Luka Doncic. It's at, at the end of the day, it's that. At the end of the day, it's the defensive principles. Uh, while I, I don't think that our defenders have necessarily, I think Josh Green is probably our best perimeter, perimeter defender, but we know defense is more about effort than anything. And our guys are not going to quit on defense. 
the Jazz don't even try on defense a lot of the time. That's true. And so on defense, we're we're better off because we're more in sync. Where we we trust each other, we we rotate and fill. We don't look to blame each other for for misassignments and whatnot. Uh, on offense. The Jazz's problem, if you go back, even going back like five years ago at all their playoff runs, they've had a chance to win almost every, even when they got swept or like beaten five, I can't remember which which one happened against the Warriors. They had leads in almost every game and blew them because Donovan Mitchell was ass in the clutch, complete buttons, basura. I don't even know what that means. Donovan Mitchell is terrible in the clutch because he wants to be a hero and for whatever reason, Quinn Snyder has not stopped that. Last night, when they blew that I lead. Mean, we've also seen moments where Donovan Mitchell has been great in the clutch, too. In so the I bubble. Mean, uh, a broken was, clock is right twice twice a day. Ain't, ain't that what they say? I if you throw we up, saw him ball out last year as well. If, if you throw up enough bullshit, every now and then you're going to hit some bullshit. LeBron is like two for 13 on the fuck you threes, but them two, they going to highlight, right? <laughs> I think it's more than that, but I get what you're saying. I'm saying it, like, I wouldn't, he, he has I, more L's to his name than W's. I personally wouldn't, heavily. you know, if, if I, if I'm in the clutch, would you take Luca or Donovan Mitchell on any night? Obviously I'm taking Luca. How many times out of a hundred? Ten times, a hundred times out of a hundred. Okay, taking Luca. Luca's ability to control a game in clutch situations on a possession by possession basis is the difference. Donovan Mitchell has one option: go fast, go hard. Luca is gonna dip and dunk, take his time, dribble in, dribble out, go fast, go slow, like. I was about to make a terrible. <laughs> yeah, don't even. Ladies. When you with your man. Don't do this. You want the jackhammer? Come on, dog. You want the remix. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm saying. You got to be able to change tempo when you can check. Rudy Gobert. I mean, Rudy. Donovan Mitchell is the jackhammer. On offense. Luka Doncic is 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 the slow jam. So that in and of itself is the difference. You throw Luka on the Utah Jazz, that's a championship team. I will say that is true. If you traded Luka for Donovan Mitchell straight up, I'm taking him all day, every day. That team, as it's composed, is still a championship team. They are a championship team right now. The problem is they don't make the right decisions at the end of games. Ever. You would think that's what they got a guy like Mike Conley for, but that defeats the purpose when the ball is still in Donovan Mitchell's hands primarily. Yeah. And I've over the past couple of years, Conley has slowly been frozen out of those situations. Yeah. The year the bubble year was the first year where it felt like they had it kind of moving. And Conley like I trusted Conley to to make the right decisions at the end of games. Uh, Bojan got hurt. He was a 20-point-per-game scorer that year. He did not go into the bubble. That was their year. I thought that they were perfectly designed to beat the Lakers. Last year really should have been their year, if we've been honest. But they choked against the Clippers. 
I didn't trust them. <clears throat> I, 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 they definitely could have done it too last I year. I was just saying it because of how them. wide open the West. The I, West I can get was. on board with that. I can get yeah. on board with that. Um, the second part of that, you mentioned the Clippers series and spreading them out and exposing Donovan or Rudy or whatever. We, I've been over this several times, but the issue with Rudy Gobert being dragged out of the paint is not Rudy Gobert. It is the fact that nobody else plays defense. So if you if he has to come to the perimeter to defend somebody, he is capable one-on-one guarding someone on the perimeter. He is very capable. Well, there was a clip I saw earlier today of that Utah game against the Warriors, and I'm pretty sure you saw it as well, of him just doing drop coverage. Is that a him option or is that a Quinn Snyder thing? I'm gonna be honest. At some point, when you got veterans like that, you gotta start saying "fuck what he talking about." I'm going up and at least contesting. I'm not saying defending. They're going to go. I didn't. It didn't. It, I don't think it registered. Did. Okay, I'm not <laughs> saying defending the dude on the perimeter like the, the entire time, but at least hash the screen a little bit until like the guy can get in position again. See what I'm saying? You the the problem with the Jazz is that that guy's not gonna get back in position. That's that's the problem. That's true. And so the question is like, does Rudy say "f you, Quinn Snyder"? I'm just switching. Now let me ask you this question: Who's to say we wouldn't have that same problem on the Mavericks? Like I mentioned. So uh, against the Mavericks, the Jazz did start switching, right? Mm-hmm. And Rudy Gobert talked about that in the post game interview. We were doing the the drop or whatever, it wasn't working. Coach says switch to start start switching. It worked. Booty Gobert clamped up Luca in the end of the game. Say what you want about fouls, but he did the job. Quinn Snyder, I'm questioning if he's a good coach at this point. The fact that they have the same issues for four years now, is it Quinn Snyder just not making the adjustments? Is Quinn Snyder not saying, Donovan, you need to do X, Y, Z at the end of the game? Um, There was one clip last night of Rudy getting deep paint position and Donovan looking him off, and Quinn Snyder looked frustrated on the sideline as well. That's the first time I've noticed that. I haven't looked for it. So maybe it's not Quinn Snyder on the offensive side. But on defense, Rudy is listening to the coach. If the coach says drop, then drop. He's dropping. Because if he's not on a different page than the coach, if he's going off script, then he's still making putting his team at a vulnerable position because the other guys aren't going to be following what he's doing. If he switches and they're not expecting to switch, then somebody's wide open okay. because the other guy's still trying to guard that guy too. And then they're like, Rudy, what are you doing? So with all of that being said, let me ask you, objectively speaking, do you feel like trading? Cause we have to trade for him. Do you feel like trading for Rudy Gobert would be one of the best course of action for this team? to be successful moving forward if the rudy gobert that we have yeah if, fuck the pieces we have no, no i'm saying we we have the only to talk piece about, i care about is luka Doncic. no 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 no. i'm telling you i'm, I'm saying that because we obviously have to trade for him mm-hmm. which means we have to recoup some talent we and can, it's already we hard to get people to come here here's Good the thing people. here's what i say to that and there's a two there's a, so many things that is i want to hit first of all um if I'm building a team from scratch, my first two players being Luca and Rudy Gobert, I'm straight. I don't care who else you put on there. If we are able to retain DFS, 
wow. If we're able to retain Spencer Dinwiddie or Brunson, wow. If we're able to retain Dwight Powell as his backup, perfect. Beautiful. Sexy. Everything else we can fill with marginal ass players. You can go get me multiple random ass three and D players and we will have success. Generated computer generated creative players around those dudes. Perfectly fine, but that's not what we're going to have. We're going to be have a couple players that are better than that. Regardless, they can't take our entire roster. So Bullock DFS, Josh Green, a couple of those guys are staying. The other part I want to tackle is the in this era stuff. Rudy Gobert is not the type of player you need in this era. An era is not, you don't tailor what you do to what everybody else is trying to do. You, you change the game by doing what everybody else is not doing. You force them to play your style. You force them to have to deal with what you're doing. If we go out every night with the Luca Rudy Gobert pick and roll, and Luca's getting layups or Rudy's getting dunks every single possession, teams are going to have to change the way they play to deal with that. We will force the issue in that scenario. Teams. Rudy Gobert by himself changes the way teams play the game. Teams change their offensive schemes because Rudy Gobert is on the court. All the action to the rim usually goes away. They change their lineups to to spread the floor out. Team Rudy Gobert dictates what happens on the defensive side of the court. It works against them sometimes, but throughout throughout the most of the game, teams can't, you can't change everything you do for a whole game. This ain't the NCAA tournament. You're not South Dakota State. You're not just going to completely change what you do. So for the majority of a game, Rudy Gobert is dictating everything. Everything. The It falls apart in the clutch situations because they stop doing what they've been doing the entire game on offense. They stop scoring points. That's, that's what their problem is. We talk about hunting Rudy Gobert on switches, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, there's a, a, a spreadsheet, a chart that's out there. Rudy Gobert is the most attacked player in the NBA by far. People go at him more than anybody else in the NBA. Uh, over the past, I think it's three seasons on this chart. It's from, uh, I don't know what who this is. I copied it. My bad. Sorry, I can't give anybody credit. <laughs> Almost 5,000, 4,500 possessions. Highest. The next most attacked player is Nikola Jokic. The next highest attacked player is Vucevic. Both of them are like, Jokic is at about 4,000. Vucevic is at like 3.8 thousand. Most attacked players in the NBA. Points per possession in the entire NBA. Rudy is 0.9 points per possession when attacked. When people come at, try to score over Rudy Gobert, it's 0.9 points per possession. That is the best, lowest scoring rate of any player in the NBA. No, they sco- people score over Rudy Gobert less than anybody else. The next lowest rate is Matisse Thibel, who's like just above 0.9. But people only attack him 1.8 thousand times in that time span. But they've attacked Rudy three times as many times, despite the fact that he is the 
the the hardest player in the league to score against. If teams are intentionally taking themselves out of their game to get the least efficient shot in the NBA, we if we go on the other end and run the most efficient play in the NBA, a Luca go Luca Gobert pick and roll, we're winning 140 to 90 every night. Damn near. Nobody wants. Nobody can score on us if they're attacking Gobert every every single play. If they don't attack Rudy Gobert every single play, he gets to camp out anywhere in the vicinity of the paint. Here's the thing. I talked about the times this is when they actually attack Rudy Gobert. The stat that you don't see is the times where teams will, will run their sets and then see Rudy Gobert and decide, you know what, this is not a shot I'm trying to take. That doesn't get calculated because the shot's not attempted. They decided to pass it somewhere else. That happens all night. Rudy Gobert is around Never mind. Got some more stats for you. I'm not an analytic head, right? I, that's not my thing. I, I could not care less. I, I watched the game. And, and here's something I noticed, or something I have to have to pay attention to when I talk about basketball. Everybody doesn't see the game the same way, right? When I watch the game, I'm looking at it as a point guard, because that's what I was, and as a coach, because that's what I... I aspired to be at one point in my life because I do analyze the game and see the game differently from that perspective. I see ways to manipulate the game. When I look at players that, that I like and whatnot, I base it on the way I would want to play basketball or I would want the, a team I would want to coach. The things I see that I could do with certain players. And, you know, if a player doesn't work out, it's because they didn't go to a situation that where they're being used the way it, if a player I like doesn't play well, it's because they're not being used the way I think they should be used most of the time. Um, and if not, I'll, I'll change my tune on that player. With that established, I went to do. I went to somebody who did do the the work on the analytics hands. Five thirty eight dot com. They do a lot of stuff with advanced stats. Last year. Uh, as far as the the points per one hundred possession. Luca and I mean Rudy Gobert and Draymond best in the league minus eleven point nine percent. It's actually this is actually players since two thousand six two thousand seven. Uh, Rudy Gobert last year and Draymond in twenty sixteen lowest points per point one hundred possession possession difference in in NBA since, since two thousand six. Andre Roberson is third. Covington is fourth. Bruce Bowen, Michael Carter Williams, Bogut, Gerald Wallace, Giannis, Kevin Garnett, like. Those are the players on this list. Rudy Gobert last year, better than all of them defensively. 538 also went and did the defensive Raptor stat. I don't know what the fuck that is, but they used it. It's a stat. They, they used it to measure like best defensive players since 1977. That was the year the league merged, right? Oh, wow. The top five, number five, Hakeem Olajuwon in 1990. Ben Wallace, number four in 2003. David Robinson, number three in 1992. Ben Wallace, number two in 2004. And Rudy Gobert, number one last year in the defensive Raptor uh, rating. The gap between Rudy Gobert and Ben Wallace's seasons is bigger than the gap between Ben Wallace and 
at the number two spot and Hakeem at the number five spot. He was that much better defensively last year than any of those guys. The ESPN defensive real plus minus. They went back to 1996. <clears throat> number five and number four, Ben Wallace in 2003 and in 2006. Number two and number three was Dikembe Mutombo in 97 and 98. Number one, Rudy Gobert. Dunks and three-pointers defended plus minus since 2004. Chuck Hayes in 2008, Chris Paul in 2014, Rudy Gobert in 2020, Ben Wallace in 06, Rudy Gobert in 2021, number one again. And finally, the, the B-ball index defensive LeBron since 2009, number five, Kevin Garnett, number four, Rudy Gobert in 2017, Number three, Dwight Howard in 2010. Number two, Dwight Howard in 2011, a year that I think a lot of people think he should have won MVP. And number one, Rudy Gobert last year. The impact that he has on the defensive side of the ball could not be more underrated than it is. He could have been the MVP off of that alone, in my opinion. He completely changes the entire game on that side of the ball. If you let him, if you offer him any help at all, which the Jazz do not. They basically just say, F it, Rudy down there somewhere. But how do we offer him help? Dorian Finney-Smith flies around. Reggie Bullock flies around. Josh Green flies around. Three people. Maxi Kleba flies around. These guys are flying around. I'm talking about dudes that can that you don't have to clamp up. You just have to get in the way. You have to cause any type of resistance. The Jazz do not offer any resistance. Watch a jazz game and don't watch watch anybody else off ball, on ball, whatever. Zero resistance on defense. None. Nada. Nunca. Okay. Then I ask you, because this is my main thing. And after this, I have no more questions. No further questions. The offense, this pick and roll thing you keep talking about, I get it. I'm a, I got offense too. What how much? How much do you think that's sustainable, especially in the playoffs? You gonna rely on this as your second best player? This, this the guy you gonna rely on? So first of all, let's look at the numbers, right? Let's let's go to the stat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the 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 analytics because that's that's what we got, right? And then I'll talk about philosophy. And, and how basketball works. So, true shooting percentage. Rudy Gobert's is 73%. That's a measure of all your field goal attempts, the efficiency, blah, blah, blah. Uh, free throws, three-pointers, field goals. Rudy Gobert's true shooting percentage is 73%, which is, puts him at the 99th percentile. One of the best in the league, true shooting percentage. His free throw rate, that is field, free throw attempts versus field goal attempts is 82.3%. So for every five shot attempts he has, he's taking also four free throws. 100th percentile. What does that mean? Pretty much number one in the league at getting fouled. His turnover rate. This is something people say, say, you know, he fumbles the ball away, blah, blah, blah. His turnover rate is 13.7%. That's times 
he turns the ball over when he gets a possession. That is the, the fifth percentile, as in bottom 5% in the league at turning the ball over when he gets it. Does not turn the ball over. The, the, the rumors of him being a turnover merchant are widely exaggerated. Finally, I don't even know what the hell this is. God damn it. <laughs> uh, his field goal percentage, 71%, leads the NBA, right? <laughs> His free throw percentage, 69%, respectable for a big man. His point per possession on post-up is one point, pretty much 50%, right? 52.6% is the actual number, but pretty much you give it to him in the post on a post-up, half the time he's scoring. Now, again, they don't give him the ball on post-ups, right? He gets maybe 0.3, I think is 0.3 per game. So once every three games, he gets a post-up. Dwight Powell, for example, gets 0.2 per game. Once every five games, Dwight Powell gets a post-up. Dwight Powell's post-up percentage, 66% of the time he scored in his one out of five, one every five games. And again, Rudy's is 52, whatever. Porzingis was at 42%. Pascal Siakam, 51.6. That's lower than Rudy's. Towns, 53.6, 1% higher than Rudy. Mobley, 50.4, lower than Rudy. Maxi, 28%. I just threw that in there to be an asshole. Sabonis, 45%, lower than Rudy's. Luca, 46%, lower than Rudy's. And we can talk about volume, but I'm just putting the raw numbers out there. If he doesn't get the opportunities, <clears throat> we can only judge him on the opportunities he gets. Embiid, 48%. I get Gobert, his points per possession on post-up is higher than most of these players, right? I do not want Rudy Gobert post-ups. I do not think we need Rudy Gobert post-ups. When Rudy Gobert gets in the pick and roll and teams switch, which they do often, mostly because they don't give him the damn ball, I've watched him progress over the years and get better and better at sealing. That is, getting his man on his ass cheeks and burying him under the rim. Rudy knows that he doesn't have any fucking post moves. I'm sorry, let me dial it back. He knows he doesn't have any post moves. He does not want to have to use post moves. He wants to get as close to the rim as possible so he can grab it and dunk. And he dunks with, he can dunk without jumping. There's a, I can find you a, a clip of him with his hand on the rim and his foot on the ground. He can dunk without jumping. He's big as hell. His wingspan is massive. He gets in there. He gets very <laughs> wide. He puts his arms up. He has a point guard on him. He asks for the ball. They don't give him the fucking ball. That's two easy points. Or it's a foul. Two things there. One, let's say he gets it. He goes up. He gets the dunk. Two points. Possession over. Two points per possession. Doesn't get The only way you can be more efficient is if you hit an open three, right? And every now and then, it's cool to pass up that opportunity if somebody else is open for the three, but not as much as the Jazz do it, which is 100% of the time. Secondarily, if they're switching a guard on him in the post, you give him the ball, the guard fouls him, that adds up. One, you get the other team into the bonus if they commit five fouls, or in the last two minutes, if they commit two fouls, you get them into the bonus. Now you run that pick and roll. Luca holds on to the ball, gets fouled, whatever. 
we're, we're causing other problems for them besides worrying about whether or not Rudy Gobert got the, the points off of that post up. Right? So what options? One, he gets the points off the post up. Two, he gets the foul. He gets the foul, we get somebody in foul trouble, or he goes to the free throw line, gets the points. We keep running that option, spamming that option, the defense is gonna sag because they're not gonna they're not gonna enjoy watching uh Steph Curry, uh Clay Thompson, uh Devin Booker. They're not gonna enjoy watching them get bodied by Rudy Gobert in the paint over and over. Or having Luca go down their throats. Because not only does him sealing that man off allow him to get the easy layup or the or dunk, it also keeps that one player out of the play. So now Luca has one less defender to worry about. As he's coming off these screens, he's already got the big switched on him. He's already faster than the big. He can get to the rim with ease, layup, whatever. Besides all of those things. I watched Rudy do this all night. All night. And never get the ball. And his determination, his hunger, his desire to do these things does not waver. I saw him get frustrated a little last night, but he still was doing it. He was doing his job coming off the roll wide open down the middle of the lane no ball gets into the paint guard on him body up hey i'm here give me the ball all right one two let me get out of the paint he's doing it every time no matter what if you watch the olympics france was giving him the ball and he did not look like the same player he was still doing the same stuff but when he got the ball he was going up strong he was getting fouled he was getting dunks he was getting layups he had a couple jump hooks i didn't even know he had that in his arsenal cuz like he doesn't get enough paint touches the josh green thing right rick carlisle will put him in he will make one mistake and come out right josh green's ass josh green's the worst player in the league Jason Kidd comes in, lets him play through his mistakes. All of a sudden, he looks like a solid NBA player. If Rudy Gobert gets two touches a night and he fumbles the ball on one or two of those touches, and that's all you have as evidence, yeah, anybody, you can find clips of any player two, three, four, five times a night looking like ass. I can put together a Luka throwing the ball directly to the other team compilation right now. It would be 20 minutes long of Luka just throwing the ball wherever the hell. If you focus on just the bad things that are occurring, look at the things that are within his control. Look at the things that are not. I'm willing to bet large again, and I'll do this. If, if we get Rudy Gobert, if Rudy Gobert goes to a team with a point guard that can actually pass the fucking ball, if he goes to Atlanta, uh, Toronto, uh, San Antonio, if he goes to any of those teams, I will take bets on the success of those teams. I will take bets on him being a 20 point per game score easily he gets seven field goal attempts a game three of them i believe are on putbacks or offensive rebounds that he's going up and getting if you move that number to 10 12 12 i'm asking three three touches a quarter he's a 20 point per game score easily and you completely control the other team in every single way with him on the court he's being completely wasted misutilized and he's still carrying the jazz to being a successful basketball team because without him they'd be complete ass they'd be the phoenix suns before chris paul got there battling for 10th in the west every single year donovan mitchell is not that guy love him as much as i did 
did past tense. He's not that guy. He's not carrying a team on his back anywhere. I'm off the soapbox. All I did was ask two questions. I ain't need all the analytics. I don't give a shit about that. This wasn't for you. This wasn't for you. I know, but all I did did was ask, objectively speaking, (laughs) do you feel like trading for Rudy Gobert would be one of the best courses of action for the Dallas Mavericks? Yes. If if it was possible to get Rudy Gobert, that would be my number one move ever. No. Okay. All right. Cool. Second question. Do you feel like all that stuff you talked about offensively pick and roll sailing in the paint all of that the mismatches the mismatches do you feel like that's sustainable in the playoffs when somebody knows they have to game plan against you for two three times a week do you remember last year's playoffs what specific series are you talking about the clip i mean the 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 dallas mavericks versus the clippers okay second half of that series would or no even in the bubble who was our second? Who did I say was our second most reliable player? In the bubble? No fucking idea. Boban. Okay. Not because Boban is a, a, a dominant player. Boban's mobility versus Gobert's mobility is not. No. Gobert's washing him every day of the week. Gobert is damn near as mobile. Actually, I meant to confirm. I believe Gobert is probably as mobile as Dwight Powell almost. Almost, not quite, but close. And whatever he lacks in a couple steps, he makes up for it with his length. Pause. Um, yes, we put Boban in there because it was a way to control the game. There was a way to control the game, but to have a big man that Luca could throw the ball to from time to time to get people away from him. KP can't hold a position in the paint. That was not an option with him. Gobert can hold his position in the paint. Again, we're not asking him to get in there and do a dream shake. If you give somebody a ball in the paint area, the defense is going to suck in. Period. Their brains are not going to say, that's Rudy Gobert, I don't have to move. Jalen Brunson is constantly near the paint area for no reason. He's not going to accomplish anything if he has to in the paint, but he's always down there sagging off when when the ball is on the uh, away from his man so if you give rudy gobert the ball in the paint area kick it back out to luca good things are going to happen we don't have anybody that can hold a spot in the paint when we when we are struggling to score when we're struggling to get offense having a big that we can throw the ball to like rudy and that having that rudy luca pick and roll to fall back on if it's not our primary offense is Again, allowing us to control the game. <clears throat> That's what those Luca Boban minutes were, allowing us to control the game. And then we gave up stuff on the defensive end because Boban is not Rudy Gobert on that end of the ball. But on the offensive end, that is as a bread and butter play, as your fallback, as your emergency breaking case of emergency, that is the most dependable play in basketball. So yes, it's super sustainable. Okay. And I said he would be my number one. Aiton would probably be my number one because he can do most of what Rudy does and he's younger. But if I had to design a player to partner with Luca, it would be Rudy Gobert or Victor Wembanyama. But that's a whole other story. Go France. Uh, 
I'll be the lie. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> that took way longer than you need to. Way longer. Um, we'll take a break. We'll yeah. come back and close this out. Let's do that. So I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm gonna take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Welcome back, folks. Um, I lost control of myself for a minute there. I lost track of time, space, and the continuum. Um, <laughs> I, I did leave some stuff out. There's two couple things I didn't want to drop real quick. As far as Donovan Mitchell as a playmaker and as a closer, a couple things I'm just going to drop these and we're going to move on. Somebody pointed out Donovan Mitchell passes the ball to Rudy Gobert two times a game. Two total for 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 comparison purposes luca passes the ball to dorian finney smith nine times brunson 8.7 dwight powell seven maxi 6.6 reggie bullock six tim hardaway five porzingis 4.7 to further emphasize how bad this is joe ingles has passed the ball to rudy gobert 174 times this season donovan mitchell has passed the ball to him 151 times Joe Ingles tore his ACL in January. In the clutch, this season, that's the last five minutes of a five-point game or less, <clears throat> Donovan Mitchell is averaging 2.5 points, 39.3% from the field, 26.1% from three, 53.3% from the line. Complete ass cheeks. Buns. He has zero points. In the fourth quarter last night, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, 0 for 4 with a turnover. You're going to tell me that giving the ball to Rudy twice would not be better than any of that. By the way, Rudy Gobert had four points during this time. 
I think he had five actually during the whole fourth quarter, but four points during the stretch when none of his other teammates could score on putbacks. And again, multiple times where he was wide open in the paint and they didn't give him the ball. Two points, guaranteed two points. Guaranteed one point if he gets fouled, actually. If you if he posts up, is a guaranteed one point per possession. Anyway, all of that said, Reese, uh, I made you wait long enough. Who is your unsung hero of the week? Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week award for this week goes to none other than Mr. Dwight Powell. He has earned it. Uh, the way he's playing, if he plays like this in the future, I can see him as a consistent 13-6 and six guy. Maybe thirteen and seven. Uh, I think that's generous asking of the White Powell, considering what we've seen of the dude before. But you know, like I said before, my dream role for the White Powell is on the bench, not starting. But I will say, since he's been starting again this season for us, he has been stepping up and once again puts himself in contention for Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Year award. The White Powell. The award goes to you this week, my brother. But now we will kick it to Mr. Weatherman Bibbs to give us the forecast for the final week of the regular season. <laughs> you know, Reese, this final week kind of snuck up on us here. I have a question for you, though. Uh, are there more than is there more than two players that are uh, vying for that 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 unsung player of the year? Possibly. Wow, you're not going to give us any hints. All right, uh, let's let's move forward, folks. Uh, it, it's amazing. You know, last week of the season, I, 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 uh, it, it snuck up on me. I thought we had two weeks. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, guys. I thought we had two weeks. I did not plan my vacation around this. This is it, folks. This is your last forecast. Uh, wow. I, uh, I'm going to be signing off here. I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it. Anyway, let's do it. Last game, last three games of the season are against teams that are complete ass. Let's get into it. Pistons on Wednesday. Actually, they've, they've been making some moves. They signed my boy Carson Edwards. Uh, he's going to get buckets at any turn. And they got Marvin Bagley at the trade deadline, amassing the young talent. Kate Cunningham has been hooping lately. Uh, I, I'm very excited about that young Pistons squad. If they can get Jeremy Grant out of that locker room, the ceiling is a roof for that team next year. Look out for them. But they're going to get their asses beat Wednesday. Moving forward in the week, Blazers on Friday, another team that is tanking. Anthony Simons shut down for the year. Uh, should be an easy dub. And then finally on Sunday, we're going to go home to face the Spurs. believe they're not going to be playing for anything. I think they're locked into the, the, the nine-ish range, or they should be by that time of the week, depending on how the week goes. <sighs> Could be another throwaway game. And currently we're still in contention for that three seed. We need the Warriors to lose a game or two here. Actually, we just need them to lose one if we went out. Should be another dub. I'm predicting a 3-0 week going into the postseason with a 52-win season for the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, that's sexy. Reese, back to you. 3-0. Putting it out there, no no holes barred, 3-0. You finishing the season 3-0 in a week. I personally feel good about it. Uh, I don't see why we should lose to any of these teams. I, it, maybe. It, it's absolutely no reason. And I don't see any reason why we would rest Luca if we still have a shot at the three seed. Absolutely. So I hope we yeah. go for it. I'll definitely go for it. I mean, you know, the four seed is cool, <laughs> but 
um, three seed gives us a better chance at possibly reaching the Western Conference Finals. So absolutely go for the three seed if it's there. If the opportunity is there, go for it. If not, rest the guys. Okay. Any other thoughts before we close up out here? Um, I feel like there was enough thoughts for this episode. Um, <laughs> nah, honestly, no, uh, no thoughts. I'm just, I'm so excited for the playoffs. I can't wait. The way Luka is playing right now, the playoffs are going to get good. I'm hoping the rest of the guys step up. Excited about the way this team has been playing down the stretch this season, aside from a few games here and there. But, you know, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to get this thing started. The current standings seem to line up for us to play either Denver or Utah at this point. I can't see them slipping. That Well, I guess they could. Minnesota is the other option. Do you have any priority ranking on those three teams as far as who you would want to see? Depend well, or who you wouldn't want to see. Well, when you say that, is this assuming that we're going to be the four seed? Either one, as far as getting out of the first round. Um, if I had to choose, I would say Denver is the team you want to see most. Yeah, okay. Um, Actually, no. I'm sorry. Utah. <laughs> yeah, not most. I want to see Utah most. But honestly, I, um, because Utah doesn't have a Nikola Jokic. Um, when you have a guy like Nikola Jokic, th- they say this often. They say when you had the best player on the floor, you always have a chance to win. And when the Mavericks and the Nuggets play, I'm not sure who the best player on the floor is between <laughs> Luka and Jokic. So it's a, it's a wash. Um, the Utah Jazz... I, I think they're frauds, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible. Um, I, I feel like we can definitely. Now, let me put it like this: um, I would not be shocked if we lose in the playoffs to the Utah Jazz. I, I'm not saying they're a bad team. I would be disappointed, but I would not be shocked. Um, same way, if we lost to the Nuggets, would not be shocked. Disappointed? Absolutely, would not be shocked. But either one of them, I'm okay with in the first round. I would rather have Utah. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think I have a preference. I don't think I want to play the Timberwolves. That's the only thing I'll say. I think that's the team I don't want to play. I don't. I don't trust them at all. I feel like the the Jazz have things. That, the Jazz and Nuggets have pressure. The Timberwolves don't. That's true. I don't want to play a team with no pressure. I don't think the Nuggets have pressure. I I can agree with that, but I think Jokic like mentally is tired of losing too. Yeah, but I mean, that's if anybody has pressure, it's definitely Utah. So. Yeah, Utah's all kinds of pressure. Uh, so, again, all the talent in the world to get it done, but none of the mental capacity. So, all day. And with that, I don't even remember when we started this podcast. I apologize for talking about Rudy Gobert for 30 minutes. You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>